You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. With me today is Adi Gelvin, the CEO and one of the founders of SpeedDB. Welcome to the show, Adi, and thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Great. So can you, to get started, can you tell me a bit about uh, what SpeedDB does and, and what is the storage engine role? Great. So uh, SpeedDB is uh, the company behind SpeedDB Storage Engine, which is a drop replacement uh, for RoxDB. Um, it's a growing open source community um, called The Hive, uh, where the developers can share knowledge and the best practices about RoxDB and SpeedDB. Um, a storage engine is, is um, actually... Um, um, an embedded library that resides within an application that actually determines um, the data structure that the data is being written to the underlying storage. Mm-hmm. So it's the part that links the application to the underlying storage. I see. Yeah, and you mentioned that there's a big uh, open source community around that. Yeah, so... so um, um, the storage engine market is an open source market. It was developed uh, by giants like uh, Google and Facebook and uh, and Apple. Um, it's an embedded library, a very robust one written in C++. Um, it's built out of uh, complex data structures. Um, and what's special about them is that uh, they were tailor-made to answer specific use cases of these giants uh, and were open sourced because it's not their primary business. Um, uh, what these giants did not do is that they did not develop a community behind these open source projects. And uh, what we're trying to do here in SpeedyB, beside developing our own uh, cutting edge technology of the next generation storage engine, is to build a community around it. And uh, we chose RoxDB because it's the most prevalent storage engine in the market, and uh, which was, by the way, developed by Facebook. And um, we want to um, um, build a community around the RocksDB uh, API. SpeedDB thus is a drop uh, drop in replacement. We kept the same API, mm-hmm. and uh, we're building a community. We call it uh, the, the Hive, and we welcome every RocksDB and SpeedDB uh, user to join this and contribute and uh, help us build the next generation storage. Mm-hmm. Right. So in your experience, what would you say are the uh, the best ways to start building an open source community? Uh, well, first of all, you uh, need to have your uh, open source technology. You've mm-hmm. got to have a valuable, solid technology. And, um, and you uh, want to um, give something or give the developers out there something that is valuable. And then apart from the technology and the open source, which they can actually uh, uh, see and um, contribute to, you want to give them content and valuable insights into the technology, uh, work with them, listen to them, um, give them a place to uh, share their ideas, uh, you share back your ideas, and have um, active discussions around this technology and help them really be a a valuable part of it. The magic word behind open source project, in my view, is building a vibrant um, community with bi- um, bi-directional uh, inputs from the company to the community and from the community to the company. Very nice. Yeah. And on kind of on the flip side of that, 
Um, what tips do you have for the developers who are looking to break into an open source project like that? Right. So you have endless open source projects. Um, you don't have many with a, a real um, embracing community. A company behind it that uh, puts resources, both technologically and uh, and um, content creation um, and community services that will actually embrace and give the community a place to talk, um, platforms to share knowledge, um, ways and processes to contribute, um, have the community really contribute into your your code rather than managing a a community and doing all the development from from the company side. So if you're a developer and you want to join an open source project, make sure they have um, um, a community, someone that manages this community and will let you express yourself, both your ideas, insights, and of course, uh, accept your PRs. This is what we do here in uh, SpeedDB. We accept uh, the PRs from every RocksDB user and every SpeedDB user. And um, we let them be a part of building our mm-hmm. our community and our technology. Very nice. And do you find that uh, you know dealing with data and databases is a particular hotspot for uh, open source projects? Yeah. So if you look at the past decades, um, most of the leading databases in the market have gone open source, and this is the way to um, get your end customer, which is the developer. Uh, this is the way to um, um, drive mass adoption and make your database and your technology prevalent. Uh, what I've seen uh, in the past decade is the rise um, of the metadata, the metadata management, and that led to the rise of technologies like storage engine that were hidden under the hood um, come up, and um, they are the major bottlenecks in, in the databases. So uh, what we're doing is that we're building, uh, for the first time, maybe a community around the storage engine technology, and we want to make um, a general purpose storage engine that will not be tailor-made for the giants, but will have uh, um, will, will be relevant um, to, to all the companies using storage engine, whether under application or third-party products. Mm-hmm. I see. And uh, what would you say are some of the the more important things to consider when developing for an open source project that will be used as a commercially um, viable product? Um, are they always you know time bound by SLAs, and and how do you kind of work that framework or that time framework around um, the whole community? Right. So so first of all, it's important um, to understand um, what uh, is the difference between the commercial version and the open source version. Mm-hmm. When you're developing for the open source version, you want it to be suitable for the developer, for his own work, uh, be very simple to use, very simple to, to adopt. Uh, if you want to contribute to the open source project um, features that will be in the enterprise product, you, you really need to un- understand where the um, line lies between the open source and, and, the, mm-hmm. and the commercial if you want uh, features for the commercial, you need to think what features uh, do commercial companies or enterprise companies need, and not for the not for the development, but for the um, production usage. Things like management, security, monitoring, and other enterprise features that will uh, be of interest of the company that will want to buy the license rather mm-hmm. than the developer. Uh, here in SpeedDB, what we've done, we we portrayed the line very very. Uh, 
clear between the open source product that should be um, very easy to use and um, compliant, of course, with the RocksDB, which is um, uh, the, the API. And the line between the open source and the commercial is the scalability of high performance that uh, enterprise customers will need. Okay, great. And what are you seeing are some of the, uh, the challenges for open source software development? Well, first of all, you're exposing your uh, technology. You're putting it everywhere. Uh, you're taking a risk of misuse uh, by, you know, giant hyperscalers and companies that uh, are very um, known for using uh, open source technologies, then um, selling them um, on an enterprise level as uh, services. Um, on the other hand, uh, um, if your technology is good, and you draw the line very clearly between the open source and the commercial, and you distinct the commercial uh, from the open source, uh, and of course, by giving it the, the proper license that will avoid the misuse, then you'll be able to enjoy the mass adoption of the developers, but uh, the conversion to, to enterprise uh, when the right time comes uh, for the right customer. Um, and can, can you tell me a bit more about how, you know, uh, at times these projects might be taken by, you know, as you mentioned, the giant hyperscalers, how to prevent that from happening? Yeah, I think there are, there are known cases of document databases and key value stores that were adopted. Their open source version was adopted by uh, the cloud providers and then mm -hmm. being sold and made billions, you know, for their customers uh, with the open source company not making money of it which is fine. Um, but I think that uh, the open source market has really learned from it and you can now um, um, choose um, a special license um, that will um, prevent those hyperscalers or those you know, customers or companies um, sell your technology. What we've done here in SpeedyB, we made sure that the open source project is Apache that can be used by everyone uh, we want uh, the minimal friction and uh, mass uh, adoption, uh, but our commercial version uh, is actually uh, limited. Um, and if you want to use it and gain the benefits of high performance at scale, then you have to buy the commercial version from us. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, and one of my last questions here is, um, you, you mentioned a bit about the, the security of the open source project. So how could you ensure um, that, that the open source project has that security uh, quality? And um, are you seeing that software build materials has been kind of working its way into that? Well, it really depends on the product. You have open source companies you know, uh, from um, anywhere from uh, GUI and uh, and platforms till databases and to deep tech companies like us who are doing embedded library. Um, I think that uh, the security issue is not so relevant in the open source projects because developers, they want to try the technology, they want to get experience, use it. Um, it really becomes relevant um, in the commercial license uh, for the for the enterprises. So in the open source space, I see less focus on the security stuff, mm. um, more in the commercial. And uh, in the commercial, it's really dependent on what you're selling. I see. Okay, very interesting. Um, and... Are you seeing any trends emerging in the open source space? Um, yeah, you see the. I th I think that um, the world has realized, as as did we, about three months ago, that uh, um, 
there is a trend of shift left, which gives um, a lot of power to the to the developers uh, in in the market. Um, eventually, for large companies, the developers are getting more and more power of deciding uh, which technologies to use, which technologies to embed in their products. And uh, the way to reach the developers is by open source, value, um, contribution, actually work with them, not sell to them, but work with them and, and show the value. And uh, you see more and more companies um, um, actually uh, providing value to developers with their product um, and then gaining the traction, mass adoption, and then uh, finding themselves in production uh, for the biggest companies in the world, rather than selling enterprises to sea levels, um, as we did like a decade or two decades ago. Okay, thank you so much for your great insight. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add that maybe we didn't cover, um, or something for our listeners to have as a key takeaway? Uh, yeah. So, so, so we're uh, we are actually um, we made a transition from closed source to open source. Um, we're now a fully open source company. Our open source project called the SpeedyB Hive. Uh, we're building um, a large community of RocksDB, uh, LevelDB, and SpeedyB users. We welcome everyone to join us, to contribute, to work with us. Uh, we have enterprise platforms to manage the community. Uh, we're putting a lot of focus on that. We also have our enterprise license for um, enterprise customers. Uh, who want uh, high performance at scale. So uh, we welcome every developer out there. Join us, uh, build the next generation storage engine. All right. Super exciting stuff. Looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want to thank you again for coming on. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Dev.